How's everybody doing this week? What a great couple weeks I've had. Holy smokes. So I'm going to go through some stuff and just kind of talk about experiences I've had in the last few weeks. Kind of uh, maybe throw some ideas out there. Hopefully everybody is into it. Just kick back, relax, check it out. It's like four in the morning. It's the only time I have where it's quiet in the house. There's no critters running around. So check it out. Uh, April and I went to uh, a comedy show in Spokane at the uh, the Spokane Comedy Club. Holy cow, man. What a great venue that is. They are top notch in my opinion. You know, the staff is super nice. The, you know... The room is really cool. It, it was just awesome. You know, we had a we had a really really good time. So we you know we blasted over to Spokane, which is about a three and a half hour drive for us. Uh, get over there. It's snowy and cold. We were we were slightly nervous about how <laughs> the roads were going to be because um, this was a Sunday, so we had to be back that night for for work, of course, on Monday. And uh, we're just like, man, I hope I hope it's not too bad because we have to come back no matter what. Uh, Fortunately, you know, we got back safe, obviously. Um, But yeah, it was a little hairy. Uh, We get there, get to Spokane. Um, We decided to go to the uh, Northern Quest Casino. And that was fun. Um, We just decided to go there and hang out and and have a have a drink or two, have a uh, Maybe get, grab an appetizer and do a little <laughs> mid-morning gambling. <laughs> so um, we had some fun. It, it's, a, it's a very nice facility. They have a really, really nice uh, concert venue there. Um, you know, there where they have all their their shows and whatnot. So we decided to get their their players club card and uh, to take advantage of some of the benefits they have. My uh, my brothers get all kinds of little like, hey, come and stay with us for, you know, a hundred bucks a night and, and all, all this and coupons on this and discounts on that. So we decided to sign up for that and uh, hopefully we'll reap the benefits sooner than later. Uh, so we had fun there just hanging out. It was really, really cold outside. I think it was 20 degrees, maybe. Um so and the wind was really biting like really cut through so from the parking garage to the casino was chilling so we spent uh like two hours or so um the show started at 5 30 doors opened at 4 30 for the comedy show at the spokane comedy club so we decided to get there let's get there you know about four o'clock which uh ended up we got there about 345 uh pulled in we got a really nice parking spot which was fairly close to the entrance and being sunday you didn't have to pay for street parking downtown which was a huge bonus for us uh 
I decided to have April just hang out in the car because it was so cold and I'd just stand in line, um, you know, to make sure that we got, you know, good seats and all this. We did pay for the premium seating, but I don't know, something just about being the first one there felt special to us for whatever, for me, I guess, for whatever reason. So we, I, I stand there on the, on the, uh, street <laughs> in line with, with this other guy. His name was Scott, real nice guy. He happened to be a musician as well. So we, we hit it off really well. That made the time go by really fast. So I'm standing there about 45 minutes, um, and I mean, it was cold. I got to the point to where I'm like, okay, April, I think it's time that you, you come on out here and, and, uh, suffer along with me. <laughs> she, uh, she did, she came out and, uh, she got there about four fifteen. She came and, and stood in line with me and lo and behold, not even 30 seconds after she walked up to me, um, they decided to open the doors early and let everybody in. So she really didn't have to stand outside at all, which is really great for her. I'm super jealous. <laughs> she didn't have to bear the cold. Uh, but regardless, we got in. Uh, we were the second in line. Uh, Scott was the first. And uh, we got to pretty much pick our seat. We had the uh, the premium, so we got the first two rows, which was slightly nerve-wracking um being that we sat in in the very front and we're probably no more than three feet from the microphone stand so that was like oh i hope i hope we don't get any shit while we're sitting here enjoying the show i hope they're not like oh hey where where are you folks from blah 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 uh, yeah so we 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 fortunately didn't have to uh, go through any punishment, but, uh, uh, the show was fantastic. Um, they had a opener. Um, his name was Mike. And so, um, oh, I didn't even say who it was. It was Chris D'Elia. We got to go see, uh, Chris D'Elia, um, who's one of my favorite comedians, like just hilarious. So D'Elia's opener, his name's Mike, um, really great set. He had a really funny, funny set. Uh, very nice guy. Uh, we met him after the show and, and he told us about his podcast, which is called uh, Guys Night Out. So if you guys get a chance, all three of you who are listening to me right now, go check out Mike's podcast, uh, Guys Night Out. I listened to a couple episodes. It was really good. Um, so I'm happy to share that with you. I didn't know that he had one and uh, now it's on my it's on my playlist i'm subscribed to his podcast which is pretty awesome so anyway um the show uh went on um mike introduced chris chris came out did his thing made a few comments about uh the the popcorn and the sodas and all the stuff that's laying about the the red vines and candies and you know their their fare their their food that they have at the at the comedy uh Spokane Comedy Club uh, is, you know, it's like hot dogs and popcorn and, you know, candy and, you know, they have, uh, you know, they have drinks as well. But it's, it's pretty cool. It's kind of a, you know, chill atmosphere. So he made some comments about that. I thought that was really funny and just went went on with his show. And I mean, 
honestly five minutes into it, my face was hurting so bad from from laughing and smiling, and it was fantastic. Like, really, really funny. Um, definitely worth the seven hours we spent in the car going there and going home. Um, I love the Spokane Comedy Club. I just absolutely love it. Any chance I get to go back, I'm definitely going to do it. And I, I suggest it to everybody I know, even in this area, you know, being that far away. It's like, hey, if you get a chance, go over there. We have a few, uh, we have a little uh, comedy, comedy, well, it's not a club, but it's a bar who who hosts comedy shows here in town. Um, the place is called Bill's Place, and they have their little comedy room they called the laugh tap and they are having a show here in a couple weeks i'm definitely gonna make a hundred percent effort to try to go to that and support that because i just think that's cool that there's something happening in my town there was one last night that i really wanted to check out but it was a monday night and it just didn't work out for my schedule to get down there um but the next one um coming up is is going to be on a Saturday, so that'll be pretty easy to make it down. Anyway, as we go through the show, you know, you know, we have the the premium seats, and I had like three drinks throughout the show, um, so I really, really had to go to the bathroom. I was like, "Oh, I'm ready. Let's just go to the back of the line," because we had to get in line for the meet and greet. Whatever, it's like a photo op is more, you don't really meet anybody. It's like, hey, let's take a picture and get the fuck out of the way. That's how I felt about it anyway. But we get in line. We're like, oh, God, we both got to go to the bathroom really bad. Okay, so we get in line. We're second in line again for the for the photo op. And they kind of squeeze us in there. And it was slightly uncomfortable Chris starts calling up people. So the first first uh, couple goes up there and they, you know, say hi and whatever. We get up there and he was super nice. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was fucking really nice. He was like, hey guys, what's going on? And I'm, I get kind of weird around celebrities. Like, I guess, I guess a lot of people do. Like, I don't want to look like a fucking asshole or a dipshit. So, you know, I was like, hey, you know, Hi. <laughs> And I go to shake his hand, and he does the fist bump thing, um, which is totally cool, totally understandable. I get it, but it's a little awkward when you're like, hey, I want to shake your hand, and the fist bump, it's like, is it rejection, or is it like, dude, I think he he was like snotting and (laughs) not feeling very good. So he was like, yeah, I don't want to get you sick, which is cool. So we take our picture, you know, the whole whole thing, and, and... you know, it's just awkward and weird. And then I go to shake his hand again because I'm a fucking idiot. And he does the fist bump thing again. And I'm like, oh, okay, uh, great. Thanks. And get off stage and take a leak. So <laughs> it was a, an awkward encounter, but like he was super, super nice. So I have zero bad things to say about the show, the performance, Chris himself. It was, it was just freaking awesome. So anyway, um, we did that. Uh, what else did we do? Uh, we got back really late. Um, it, it was it was it was pretty rough. But uh, so earlier, I tried recording this podcast um, and I messed up. I I, I made a big boo boo when I uh, was recording. I had my laptop speaker on, so I'm talking into the microphone 
and lo and behold all the audio was captured about three feet away <laughs> so it sounds like garbage so I'm trying to uh, recreate all those uh, all those random thoughts that went through my head as I was recording earlier so check it out um, I'm going to tell you about like the greatest thing I think I have ever accomplished in my entire life um, you know I would include this to be better than the creation of my children and um, any any music I've ever created. This idea is probably my greatest achievement. Um, I've figured out how to not ever lose a sock. <laughs> what I do is every time i take off my socks i have a safety pin and i safety pin those motherfuckers together um throw them in the laundry grab a new pair and if there's a pile of laundry there clothes socks whatever i grab one sock pull it and lo and behold what is attached the other sock um Honestly, it saved me so much fucking time by just safety pinning my socks together. I mean, it's it's not a genius idea. I, I saw it on some, like, you know, home hacking tit type show or, or some video or something. Um, and it honestly saves me so much time for looking for socks. Um, you know, it's like, oh, I need my running socks to, to, to hit the gym, you know boom pull it out there it is go to town i highly suggest that for anybody who's trying to save a little bit of time i've done it and my kids think i'm nuts my wife is like Ugh, it's just a pain in the ass you know it's like if if one of them comes undone then i've got a safety pin you know rolling around in the laundry and i might stick my hand which has happened uh but <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to declare that as my greatest of achievement. I, I absolutely love it every time I just can go into my sock drawer and not even look, grab one sock and there it is. So yeah, I think that's like the stupidest thing I've ever said or the greatest thing I've ever done. One of the two. Anyway, I thought I would uh, just kind of ramble a bit. I find that to be a little more um, self-discovery as opposed to having things all written out. I wanted to share that Chris D'Elia story. Um, meeting him was really, really pretty stinking cool. Um, I've met a few celebrities in my life. I, I don't know. I'm not, a, I don't get like, you know, starstruck. Um, I, uh, I kind of lost that. I get nervous because I don't want to look like a dumbass, but not like, oh my God, it's, you know, whoever. It's James Earl Jones. Oh my God, that's freaking crazy. However, I did I did meet him and he was super nice. Super, super cool. Um, I used to work in Seattle at a, uh, at like a, I guess it's like a maid service type uh I was like the maintenance guy I would go in there and change out mattresses and you know I, I would do maid services as well um it was actually a really fun job I I wish I would have taken a little more advantage of of working there I really liked it um 
So I, uh, what what this company would do was they uh, would rent out condos or apartments to celebrities and um, like uh, professional sports figures. They would come in and they'd need a, a place to stay for more than a couple weeks, you know, like two or three months or whatever. Like if a uh, movie star or TV star was shooting a, a uh, television series in Seattle or something, uh, they would stay at these, at these suites and I would go in, do maintenance or whatever. Uh, so happens that, uh, James Earl Jones was in Seattle shooting a, a TV series. I think it was called like our home or our, our house or something like that. Um, it, this was, geez, when was this? This had to be like 97, 98, something like that. Probably, man, it might even be earlier than that. It might be like 96. I don't remember. But uh, it was uh, something where, you know, you get the you get the message from the boss like, okay, well, we have uh, Mr. James Earl Jones staying with us. And, you know, when you go to his place, don't make a big deal about it. And I'm like, I don't care. I mean, <laughs> I just want to go there and change out his toilet paper and get on with my day. Uh, so... I end up going there and one of the one of the gals that I was working with was pretty starstruck. She was like, "Oh my god, it's it's Darth Vader." <laughs> you know the whole bit. Um but you know, we go in there and you know, do do the service for him and he's just hanging out and and very nice. He's like, "Hey, you guys doing okay? You need anything to drink?" Um very kind, very cool. Uh the gal that uh was working with me. She was uh, like, uh, would you mind if I got an autograph? And he was super accommodating. He was just like, okay, yeah, sure. No problem. Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, well, how about you, son? And I'm like, why not? Yeah, that'd be great. You know, I was, I got, I did get a little starstruck at that, at that time. That's, that's, I think that's a, a little before I kind of lost that starstruck kind of thing. Um, but he was ridiculously kind and nice and you know I ran into him a few more times during his stay in Seattle and every time it was like hello how are you doing you know very kind um very cool um <laughs> when uh, I did god I just want to talk about all the celebrities I've met is that weird I don't know um but I'm going to kind of go through them because I think that's a a topic I could I could run on for a while so um Later, uh, probably a couple, couple, two or three years later, I worked at this uh, place that um, installed window film, like in houses. So you would have like the sun coming in and, and I would apply this window film on your windows so it wouldn't burn out your, burn out your, you know, furniture and, you know, it would, you know, it's like sunglasses for your windows. I'm not going to sell you on it. I don't really care, but <laughs> that's what I did. It was, it was pretty fun. And, um, as I was doing that, I worked with this guy, his name was Ed, you know, real cool dude, actually he was, he was like, you know, almost too cool for school type of guy, you know, just like, just a badass. <laughs> I, I really liked him. Um, he was very, very nice to me. Um, anyway, he, he had a really shitty car. Like, I don't even remember. It was like an old 
Honda or Toyota that barely stayed on the road. It was just a piece of shit. And uh, I had a piece of shit car as well, but my car ran better. And uh, several times I had to go and pick him up. Now, this wasn't a convenient pickup for me. I don't know why I fucking even agreed to this because I lived on the east side. I lived like in Bellevue, the Bellevue area, the east side of Seattle. And he lived um, in like Green Lake area, which is, you know, closer to Seattle. It's a good, with no traffic, good 30 minute drive. Um, This was, geez, this was in the late 90s at some point. So he, he kept having trouble with his car couldn't make it to work this and that and uh, I he continually asked me to pick him up and for some reason I had no problem doing that I was just like sure you're my buddy you need a ride I'll do it Um, so I would go over to his house and when I get there he would not ever be fucking close to ready (laughs) which was hey dude I'm doing you a huge solid why aren't you ready when I get here which in turn it kind of turned out to my benefit, I guess. Um, this guy happened to live with, uh, a guy you may have heard of. His name was Lane Staley. He was a, uh, a rock star, a singer, if you will, for the band, uh, Alice in Chains. Um, Lane lived with this guy. Um, there's like three, four guys that lived in this house. So I would go, go there, hang out, just waiting for my buddy to get ready so we could go to work and come stumbling in the front door would be Lane um, after recording sessions. This is like five in the morning, six in the morning, and I'm waiting for a good 45 minutes for my friend to get out of the shower and get ready and all this and all that. So I would be playing video games with Lane Staley for, you know, this time that I'm waiting. Um, Very weird, very cool but that's where i lost my 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 starstruck you know kind of thing i mean let's face it lane staley was like one of my heroes one of my you know rock and roll heroes first off personality wise one of the nicest guys i've ever met in my life uh very smart very quick-witted like unbelievably quick-witted um just super nice I never talked with him about music I mean that was my thing (laughs) it's always kind of been my thing a bit Um, but never brought it up I thought it was tacky (laughs) to say hey uh, 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 yeah when you recorded uh, Rooster you know (laughs) yeah no I wasn't I wasn't gonna be that guy I was just like okay I'm picking up my buddy and you want to play video games with me cool dude okay let's do it and um, it was fun (laughs) <laughs> we played uh, Twisted Metal from the first PlayStation. Like, this is how long ago this was. So, and I'm kicking his ass. It was awesome. He was pissed. He was like, dude, you got to give me a chance here. It was it was pretty fun. And, uh, you know, very, very cool. I mean, I, I hung out with him four or five times. Um, you know, there was some pretty heavy drug use in that uh, house and I've never been a drug guy not really at all um, so it, uh, it was slightly uncomfortable for me but 
what do you do? You know, I was, uh, I was in my first marriage at that time. And my first wife wasn't, uh, with me, uh, you know, I was like, I was married. So it's like, oh, I want to be home with my wife, you know, whatever. Uh, so I, you know, kind of pushed myself away from hanging out with those guys, um, a little more than I probably wanted to. Um, you know, I was invited to barbecues and all this and all that. And I never, I never took that opportunity to really hang instead of, you know, kind of waiting for my buddy and, you know, just like, Hey, uh, I'm waiting for my friend. I'm here. Uh, okay. Okay, dude, whatever. You know, just whatever. But no, he was super cool. It was really fun. I wish I would have, um, taken advantage of that scenario a little bit more and, um, kind of, you know, got to know him more, um, before, before I kind of got out of the situation. But, uh, very cool. It was nice. Um, I ended up, ended up, this was right around the time that Alice in Chains released their, um, acoustic, um, MTV unplugged album. So I, I bought that album and, um, I had my friend ask him to sign it for my brother for Christmas. So that, that was, that was really cool. Really nice of him to do for my bro. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. That was, that was my Lane Staley, um, experience like I did see him at Ozfest I think it was Ozfest 2000 I think I saw him there and uh, I uh, was going to say hey remember me but <laughs> I never did because they'll probably say no I don't who the fuck are you but yeah that that was my my Lane Staley I've met a few other celebrities um can't think of there there's a couple that I was like oh that was weird um <laughs> But honestly, most of them that I've met have been really kind and nice. Um, I haven't had the complete asshole scenario. One that I I've, I found weird, but uh, the uh, one that one that I thought was was kind of neat was I was I was a weird kid, man. <laughs> so when I was probably fifteen. 14, something like that. My friend and his family went down to Reno um, for gambling and, you know, fun times and stuff. And I was invited to go along just to, you know, hang out. And, you know, we went to the Circus Circus, you know, so it's totally fun for kids. I had a blast. It was it was completely awesome. Um, I was there with my two best friends who were stepbrothers and we went down to Reno, flew down there. It, it was it was just cool. It was just cool. It's like, hey, I'm a I'm a big kid now. I'm going, you know, I'm kind of kind of on my own, but I'm staying with this family. And uh, we go down there. We're we're at Circus Circus, kind of just bumming around. And we we end up meeting these these gals, um, these girls, and we hit it off really well. And you know, we're like. 14, 15 years old. It's like, okay, this one's my girlfriend and, and she's your girlfriend. And you know, it was, it was silly and, and kind of ridiculous, but, uh, no, we hung out like all weekend with, with these girls. And they were, I think they were like in this cheerleader, cheerleading camp or, or some, something they were doing something down there. But, uh, yeah, we ended up hanging out a lot and, you know, 
did all the 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 circus fair things that they had there at the circus circus and and you know i think we won them like a big stuffed animal or some something silly you know like something a 14 year old would do i think i had to be 14 um but yeah it was weird <laughs> it was really weird so obviously the um maybe not obvious to most people but you know we all had our little infatuations with our with our pretend girlfriends um down in reno nevada now they ended up all being from medford oregon uh so we we kept in contact and this is you know way before email or internet or anything like that so we're writing letters back and forth and i think i think me and my buddy actually like sent them like sent them like flowers i mean come on <laughs> this is this is slightly embarrassing but you know i was a kid so we like sent them flowers and this is this is probably a good year after we've met them we're keeping in touch and and i think we get maybe a couple years after we initially met them um we just keep in contact with them and hey how you doing you know what's going on with you and you know they have their boyfriends and we're sending them fucking flowers from from Washington state like who are these guys sending sending you flowers i'm sure that was the scenario um i was i think i was about 16 me and me and one of the guys um um we kept in contact with these girls and we go down to medford we hop a bus i mean this is all sanctioned and approved by parents so we hop a bus which is weird i can't believe my parents let me hop a bus down to medford oregon this i I can't even believe this is weird i mean i i was like 16 years old um maybe yeah i had to be 16 because i i I remember i remember what i look like i was wearing a stupid fucking leather jacket all the time and that was what i did at 16 (laughs) so here we go and we're we hop a bus down to medford oregon this is like a five six hour bus ride i think and we go and one of the girls um her family is it was like uh uh they were like a, a a church family you know very straight and narrow very very nice very cool um <laughs> we stayed at their house which is weird we stayed at this this uh this family's house of this girl um and yeah they were still in high school (laughs) so we're still in high school for sure um stayed with them we went to like i remember we went to like the medford mall like a mall and then you know ate breakfast in the morning um then it was around christmas time i remember that um because we were going through all these like christmas type stores and I can't remember the exact town. It was around Medford, but it wasn't Medford. But it's, it's a very, like, I want to say it's like Leavenworth, Washington, but in Oregon. Like, it seemed like a very Christmassy type shopping area. And uh, so we're popping through these stores, just, you know, visiting and, and, you know, checking out things in stores. And we're at this one store. It's a very Christmas like Christmas or 
ornaments and all kinds of things. And I look over and I see this lady. I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) Is that, who is that? I know her. Look her up and down. I'm like, yeah, I know her. That's the gal from, that's the gal from Cheers. That's Kirstie Alley. And I was like, whoa, mind blown. And I'm like, hey, hey, that's the girl from, from Look Who's Talking and, you know, all, all this and all that. And uh, it was, it was, uh, I was starstruck for sure then. I was real young. And uh, we look at her and, and kind of wave and she kind of waved and, and we're like, hey, uh, can we get your autograph? And she was like, sure, sure, I'll, you know sign my autograph and blah, 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 blah. And she's, she was actually kind of frustrated because she she was having trouble with her credit card. Um, I think her credit card got declined for whatever reason or whatever. And she was very frustrated. And here, here are these like four goofy kids. (laughs) Hey, can I get your autograph? And she does that. And then we're like, would you mind? We had a camera, which, you know, back then, you never had your camera on your phone. That was not even thought of. It was, you know, a straight-up camera. We were there kind of touring the town, taking pictures like tourists. Um, but uh, we asked her, hey, could we get a picture? And she was like, oh, no, no pictures. So that was that was a little weird, but I get it, <laughs> I guess. Um but regardless, she was she was very nice, uh, despite the fact that she was frustrated with her with her credit card situation. I don't know what that was about, but apparently she had a, a home in that area and she stayed up there during the wintertime at at that time of her life. So that was kind of cool. Um, other than that, you know, I've met a few other celebrities Um None of them are like popping out right now. Um, but of course, you know, you meet, you meet, uh, celebrities at meet and greets, you know, where it's kind of designed. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can count that. Um, but it happens, you know, when you're at a concert and you know, the, the singer of the band is, is like getting drinks at the bar, like, I guess that's kind of, but he's kind of (laughs) designed to be there. It's not a a happenstance of like, holy shit, there's, you know, there's Sylvester Stallone, which I've never met him. Um, I don't know. I just think it's kind of fascinating when you meet these people that you, you see or hear throughout your life and like, holy shit, they're real. You know, that's a real person and they're right there. And wow, you're a lot taller or a lot shorter than I imagined you would be. I just think that's kind of neat and uh, cool to meet meet those kinds of people. Um, on the other hand, you know, sometimes it sucks. <laughs> um, I went to a uh, concert here this last summer. Went to see one of my favorite bands of all time up in Canada, uh, Vancouver, BC, which that town, holy cow, um, it's beautiful cool I really had a good time up there I I actually want to go up there again and try to find some kind of uh, event that I can go and and spend the weekend up there I I god I really liked it it was really cool but we went to see uh the band she wants revenge now um it's like a two two two-man band 
it's a singer and a guy who, you know, programs the music, but they do have, you know, real instrumentalists for their live performances and stuff. And, um, you know, it's a really very eighties kind of sexy romantic kind of like, uh, vibe, real, uh, monotone singing. Um, I don't know. I, I love it. I, I, I love their music. Um, we go up there, you know, it's, it's like a five and a half hour drive up to Vancouver, BC from our home. So we get up there, get a hotel, hanging out, um, go to the show. The show is at this place called the Rickshaw Theater. Now, it's a very, very, it's not nice, but it's, it's adequate. <laughs> it, it's a cool theater. It's fairly nice, but it's in a really, not rough, but just not a very clean neighborhood. Um, lots of, lots of uh, homeless people. It, it, the, the the problem was is like the, the you got like lots i mean i mean like probably 100 homeless people just kind of milling around doing their thing they've got all this stuff kind of laid out on the sidewalk like yard sales so they're selling shit they're they're like selling you know uh, dvds and uh clothes and uh foot massagers you name it it's out there on the sidewalk in the middle of the street in the middle of the city and i I guess that's how they they try to earn a little extra money for whatever they need their money for but uh yeah so that was that was a little it was honestly it was a little scary with my uh, me me myself i i wouldn't like whatever i can handle myself Um, but you know, with my old lady and we're walking, you know, down these streets where we have to kind of walk over people. Uh, it was a little rough, but regardless, we get to the rickshaw. We're standing outside probably for a good, uh, 20 minutes before doors open half an hour, maybe. And, you know, across the street, there's, there's police pulling up, pulling out assault rifles as they go into a building. And it's like, what the fuck is going on around here so slightly slightly scary uh we get in the theater so here's where i talk shit and um i'm just gonna be honest um i love this band i i think that i think what they do is fantastic and i think in their hearts and souls they're they're great people but this was my experience so go in the theater I'm super stoked because we're like second or third in line. We're really close. Like, okay, we can go there. I'm going to the merch. I'm going to get my merch straight off, you know, because I'm, that's my thing is I love supporting bands or musicians, any artists by purchasing their products. Um, So I was freaking stoked to buy my She Wants Revenge shirt. I was, I was thrilled. I get there. I, go to the the merch table and they're kind of not even set up i'm like okay um yeah guys we're not set up yet you know blah 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 blah. i'm like okay well that's okay i'll 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 go and i'll get our drinks and this and that and kind of hang until you know they're ready to start selling stuff um so i go up to the bartender talk with him for a bit super nice guy um got our got our drinks did our thing 
um, merchandise kind of opened up. I ended up uh, buying a shirt and I wanted to buy a pin as well. Um, like a little, it says she wants revenge, uh, little tiny pin. Now, let me start on their products. <laughs> they have a basic t-shirt, black t-shirt with red letters saying their name. She wants revenge. Nothing special. No thought into this design at all. Very basic, which that's the kind of shirt I like. So I didn't hesitate on buying that. Then they had a little um, array of guitar picks and each pick had an album cover on it. Well, that's that's kind of a cute idea and that's kind of cool. Um, I kind of like that idea. And then they had the pen that I wanted to purchase and that was like a really nice pen. Then they had, uh, uh, I think they had a, a female shirt and they had like thong underwear, girl thong underwear. Um, my shirt was like 30 bucks, which, okay, I'm at a concert. I'm supporting a band on the road, 30 bucks. I can do it. That's, that's fine. I get it. I'm totally down with, with paying more for a band, um, concert tee. Um, the pin was 20 bucks. So that's 50 bucks altogether. Um, the selection of their merchandise was not great. Um, all their items were very, very small. Um, honestly, it's like less than a suitcase worth of, of items, like really packing, really packing it in there. Um, you can get less than a, than, than a regular size suitcase with, you know, two selections of shirts and, um, panties and their little, you know, they didn't have CDs. They didn't have any other real merchandise of, of size, so I, I, I uh, decided, okay, I'm going to buy the shirt and the pin. That will be a great support for my favorite band. Uh, that will be fucking great. I, I will rock this shit like none other. I hand the guy, the merch guy, um, my card. And he's like, oh, no, bro, we don't, you know, we don't take cards. Um, we don't want to pay the government. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Are you kidding? It's like... 2018 at this at this time it's 2018 and you're not taking credit cards you're not going to swipe a square you're not going you're going to lose ha at least half of your profit maybe even more because you don't want to pay the five percent four percent um credit card fee and then you know whatever your tax maybe 20 percent. you're still making a profit you're still making more than what you would be selling without that. And, you know, if you're going to go that route with hiding money from the government, you know, whatever, dude, don't report your fucking cash sales. So anyway, I was like, okay, cool. Well, let me go grab some cash. And I had, I had 50 bucks cash, but just the, the fact that they didn't want to, um, use credit card, um, to, boost their sales to increase their their profit <laughs> or at least just a I mean come on it's that's a normal thing um, I've seen my thing is merchandise so if you don't offer credit card purchase sales you know if you if you don't offer to take credit cards you're really losing out man it's it's so easy nowadays just you know plug a square or a PayPal or whatever 
little swiper into your phone, swipe that motherfucker and move on. There you go. And, you know, people will buy more, if not twice, what they would normally buy because that's all people carry for the most part. Um, but anyway, I ended up just just getting 30 bucks and I just bought the shirt. I didn't want to buy the pin just out of... Just just because I was like, fuck this, man. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, if these guys don't take credit cards, I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to do it. I think that's, that's silly. I think it's stupid not to offer that to your customers. Anyway, so as I move on, I, uh, you know, the show, the show starts. I was a little perturbed by that interaction with the merch guy. Um, and uh, I brought. I knew. I knew that she wants revenge. Was doing a couple songs that haven't been released yet. Um, I was really excited about that. That's part of the reason why I went. Is because I want to see these songs. So I brought a little um, camera. A little like it's almost like a GoPro, but it's a zoom camera. It collects pretty good audio. So I was like, oh fuck, I'm gonna I'm gonna record these new songs so that. Uh, I have them so I can, you know, I can watch this before they release the album, which I'm going to buy. Um, and I'm still going to buy the album. Don't get me wrong. It hasn't come out yet, but the, uh, the single has come out and I've, uh, got that on my Spotify playlist on heavy, heavy rotation. So I'm sitting there and I'm holding this, this, uh, recorder on a, like a selfie stick and I'm holding it like right below my chin, like right in front of my face to where, it's not blocking anybody's view. It's just kind of capturing what I'm seeing. That's that's that was the point of it. It's like I just want to capture what I'm seeing so I can remember it, so I can re-experience it. Um, go through the set. Probably three quarters of the way through the set, they start saying, "Okay, we're gonna play some new songs." Now, as this is happening, I'm getting pretty freaking stoked. The new songs, all right, let's go. So the singer kind of leans down and points at me and he's like hey hey you you know and and does the the cut it you know the the slice the neck cut it out kind of <laughs> kind of action to where like hey man can you not record this is is what i got and i, and I was i was kind of dumbfounded i was like is he, is he fucking talking to me and the people in front of me like i'm like three or four people back and they're like, Hey, he's talking to you. Like, like what? You don't want me to record. What the fuck are you talking about? Dude is, is what I'm, what is what I'm thinking? Like everybody in this room has a audio video recording device in their pocket and you're pointing me out. Like I'm not holding this fucker in your face. I'm not, I'm not doing anything wrong. So for me, that made me feel a little, mm, kind of like what the fuck did i am i doing something wrong nobody said i couldn't re fucking record here um and i i had i had to think about it like this um i was i was i was a little upset because you know here it is like my favorite band he's stopping his performance to point me fucking out and tell me to stop doing something for me that's pretty fucked up um i myself would never point anybody out and tell them to not do something um, during one of my performances. I, I just thought it was fucking weird. It was, it was super weird. And like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? So I, as, as the show goes on, <laughs> I, um, 
I, I, I was just like, I was thinking about what the fuck, am I doing something wrong? Anyway, when he told me to cut the camera, I just put it down. I kept, I kept recording. I got all the audio. That's, I wanted to see the performance, but I got the audio too. And I was like, why would this guy do this? Why would he stop his performance to tell me to stop recording? I, and now I could figure it's, it's one of two things. It's either um, he doesn't want it out there quite yet because they were getting ready to release it like a couple weeks later or something like that. And he just doesn't want it out there for people to consume. Um, okay. I guess I kind of get that. Um, another reason could be is he was, um, not confident with his performance, like how he would do with the song. And he definitely wouldn't want that out there, I guess. But the way I see it is like, if you don't think it's good enough to play for people live, you shouldn't play it. <laughs> if you don't think that you're not playing it good enough for people to be able to record and do whatever with, I mean, not like I was ever planning on putting it out anywhere. I just wanted to capture it for myself. I, I record everything and I never put it out there. I'm just like, oh, okay, I'll remember that. That's cool. Let's watch that show again. Um, but I just, I found it super weird. Now I'm going to, I'm going to backtrack a little to this, to this show. So after the merchandise um, experience, uh, they had the opening act come on and they're called actors. Now I had no idea who these people were um, at all. Um, apparently they're, they're big shit in Vancouver um, from what I understood. If they're, if they're opening up for this national act and, in this cool little theater. I'm like, okay, well, they're, they're pretty big shit. They're, they were added last minute and um, they must have some pull or some clout in the town to be able to make that happen. Um, so they, they play and they, they go and they're full on awesome production. Great sounding band. They looked fantastic, all leather jackets and black and, you know, doing this like, Oh, dark wave postmodern punk kind of vibe. I, I don't even know, but I loved them. I love their performance. And now as they're playing, the other guy from the band, not the singer, um, like walks up right next to me to watch them. So I'm like, oh, fuck, thinking in my head. Um, well, I love this dude and what he does. I want to, you know, say thank you. If I didn't, I, I think I would feel more like more of an asshole that I didn't seize an opportunity to say something to somebody I really appreciate. So I go up to him and I'm like, hey, buddy, you know, blah, 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 blah. I love what you do. Thank you so much. He shook my hand and we kind of talked, talked a little bit about his um, his uh, solo project and and whatnot. And it was I don't know, man, it's it's slightly weird and I feel, I feel like a dumbass a lot of the times when I'm talking to these people. Um, you know, it, he corrected me on a couple things, which I, I, I was, I was like, oh man, yeah, I really, really like your, you know, your solo shit, or you know, whatever, or the new songs. I, I heard about, I heard about, uh, you know, 
I heard the new songs. It's like, well, we haven't even released them yet. I'm meaning I heard that you guys were going to be playing them. Of course, I haven't heard them yet. So that was a little weird. I'm like, fuck, did I say something wrong? I don't know. Um, but regardless, he was he was very nice and accommodating to me. I'm sitting there watching the actors, and I'm kind of losing my shit a little bit um, because their performance was that good. Um, usually, I'm just I'm I'm the like. Uh, impress me bro you know sitting by the soundboard arms crossed okay yeah i get what you're doing you yeah, it's cool you know that's usually me <laughs> but for some reason these guys i just connected with what they were doing sonically and visually and they had one point in their show where they do some synchronized like hand clap shit and i lost it i was like whoa that's so cool that was great and i'm screaming and yelling and and adam's like right next to me and he kind of like as soon as I do that, he kind of like sidesteps and like, this guy's a fucking moron. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of, I think I kind of blew my cool factor, uh, with the, she wants revenge guys. I think they kind of probably, I, I know they don't even fucking remember who I am, but that evening they were like, yeah, that was the asshole. I'm sure. But yeah, it was weird walking away from walking away from the show. I felt very strange about that interaction with the singer and, and I, I just felt weird about it. So needless to say, I never did release the video that I had. I still have it um, of him scolding me <laughs> because I'm recording him performing. Go figure. That's a weird thing. I mean, why would anybody want to record somebody performing? That's weird. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I've met a few um, famous people. Um, some of them are cool. Most of them are cool. Um, that was a lot of it's really awkward and weird. So I don't I don't even know why I bother <laughs> even thinking about it. But it, it's kind of cool to share. I, I don't think I've met anybody else that's really noteworthy. Um, I met Burt Kreischer, who's he's he's like my hero. He's he's super funny. Um, I think I talked about that on the first podcast. Um, let's wrap it up with Burt. Let's 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 tell you my experience with Burt again. We go to the Spokane Comedy Club. We do the whole show. Now, the cool thing about Burt Kreischer is he's the everyman's man. He's just he's just a dude. Um, he does not charge for his meet and greets at at um, at clubs. I don't think he ever charges at all for the meet and greets. Um, fantastic show, you know, died laughing. But he's like, hey, you know, um, I just want to, I'll meet, you know, you guys want to get pictures, you know, I'll meet everybody on your way out, you know, I'll stand over here and whatever. So he's like meeting everybody in the club, shaking their hands, taking pictures the whole time I'm watching him. I'm like, he's got a smile on his face. This is not a put on. This is not a bullshit session. He genuinely enjoys meeting people, talking with them and, you know, having a fantastic time partying with these people it, it was it was awe inspiring now he does this thing which i'm going to steal um i'm not going to deny it but he does this thing it's called the the wait staff raffle and what he'll do is he passes around a hat or a basket or whatever 
and has people just throw tips in in the basket. And usually, you know, you'll get like fives, tens, you know, twenties, whatever in there. And it, it adds up to, you know, a few hundred dollars. Now, this is right around, I think this is right around the Christmas time. So people were feeling extra generous. Um, so he ends up pulling uh, a waitress's name and, you know, she gets it. And it, it was it was awesome. She got all this money. I guess she was a single mother. And when she kind of told her story, like the floodgates just opened up. Everybody was like, holy cow, that's so awesome. And, you know, people are like smiling and people just start throwing more money in the hat. I went up there and I threw another 20 bucks in there. And, uh, you know, just the outpouring of charity and uh, compassion for this single mother who's busting her ass at this comedy club was freaking awesome. And the fact that Bert kind of manufactured that that whole thing was awesome. Now, I'm going I'm to use that. I'm going to use that shit for when I perform. When I perform and there is a fairly large staff fuck if i can get if i can get a hundred bucks for a staff member who's taking care of me fuck yeah i'm gonna try to do that i'm gonna try to do that i'm gonna see how how it goes over and uh i would suggest anybody else who tries to do something like that fuck yeah do it do it try to get i mean i know it costs money and all this to do the music thing and go to bars and play. And, you know, we're the ones who are really like putting our own money into what we do. But those people who are running those venues, if, if you know anything about it, those venues are coming and going. Like <laughs> there's, there's hardly any venues in the Seattle area that have been there forever. Like there's not many, um, the central, I can think of that. Uh, the crocodile has changed ownerships and there's, there's other clubs, but like over here in this area in, in central Washington and Eastern Washington, um, there's not a lot of clubs that have been there for a long time. So if I could do something to get a little extra money for one of the wait staff or the sound guy or something that would help out the situation would help them out, give them a better attitude, make them uh, create a better memory for a, a customer or for a uh, musician playing by all means, you got to do, you got to do something. You just can't let it uh, continue to be the same fucking bullshit every day, day in and day out. I don't know. That's my thoughts. Um, that's why I'm such a fan of Bert is, is because of his fucking attitude, because of his straight up positive attitude and his, uh, generosity. Like it's, 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 it's insane. And plus he's probably the funniest motherfucker on the planet. I, I, that's my opinion. Anyway, um, enough about celebrities. I'm going to let you guys go. Um, next week, I'm going to have my buddy Randy on, and he is a fantastic natural photographer. So I'm going to edit up that podcast and get that out. I've been holding on to it for a while because it's a really good one. So hopefully you guys will enjoy that next week. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you very soon. Peace.